Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar DeJesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we continue our conversation on the three core segments of your business, and we do a deep dive into our second core segment, customer relations, customer service. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, Blu-ray XL, Aquastar Pool Products, Natural Chemistry, Raypack, and our friends at Heritage Pool Supply. We want to thank them for their continued support. Mr. Zacharias, what's going on? Good morning. Well, good morning. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I'm fired up today for some reason. Yeah, you have a little pep in your step in the intro there. I'm ready to rock and roll, John. I'm like ready to just steamroll. Let's go. I have something to confess. Don't steamroll over us. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. How you doing, Zach? I got something to confess. So it's funny that Benny sent that TikTok about the fire alarm, which was brilliant, by the way. Great, great, great TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> Couldn't be more fitting, but I have a, a smoke detector in the garage right now that I cannot find, and it's beeping, like infrequent beeping. So if you hear it today, it's probably me, not John. Have you got a battery in that yet, John? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know that you're putting a bad example for everybody, John, just to give you a heads Why? up. Why? No, not at all. I think... Yep, did you just hear it? <laughs> It's like, I fixed it. I fixed it. I should have just let mine go and blamed you. When I come home, I'm home and I'm showing my exceptional ability of selective hearing. And it's something that I'm very proud of. And I'm able to tune out things that are noise and I can filter things out really well. And sometimes mama doesn't appreciate that very well because sometimes she can have a full on conversation with me and it looks like I'm listening and paying attention to her, but I'm, my mind is somewhere else doing something. And then I'm like, What'd you say, man? <laughs> You're like, can you repeat that one more time so I can pay attention? <laughs> I literally cannot. But what's funny is I'm a very attentive sleeper. I don't know if that makes sense. But when I'm in bed and I'm sleeping and God forbid if Janie gets up or a kid comes in or just quietly or whatever, just being real, I am like, there is, you can't get by me. And I instantly wake up and I'm listening. And I don't know if it's maybe... I listen better subconsciously than I do consciously. I don't know. But there it goes again. But I think this week will be the week where I'll finally replace it. 
I'm going to do it. And I love Janie to death because bless her soul, instead of getting upset at me or whatever, she just, when you get older and you grow together and you become like the same person and she's learned to do the same thing too. And it's just to her, I don't even think she even listens to it or says it because I promise you, I haven't even heard her once complain about it or even tell me like, hey, baby, you should change that. Or don't forget the nine volt battery and replace the battery on the smoke detector. I don't think once has she done that. I think she's partly to blame for this as well. Did you just throw her under the bus? I did. Holy cow. I threw you under the bus. Like, how did this become her problem? Yep. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Dude, look, I'm the guy who has the honey-do list. Not changing the battery, and all of a sudden, this became Janie's fault. Holy cow. She's very good. She's not the type of woman that, like, nags at all. She's my best friend, my everything. Go ahead. Dig yourself out. Come on. (laughs) She doesn't go like, I need you to do this. 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 She's not like that whatsoever with me. And she knows it doesn't work. Sponsored by John Deere. (laughs) (laughs) But yourself out. There are some things that when she does want done, she has her little list of things that she wants me to do. And she's very creative She's learned, she's very creative on how to go about getting me to do the honey-do list, right? It's just subtle innuendos, you know what I mean? Or little something bringing it up, something like that has to do with it, but doesn't have to do with it, that will trigger me remembering that I need to do something. (laughs) That's a lot of work. (laughs) It is. And that's why I'm saying bless her soul, dude, because I'm the guy who just like, don't tell me what to do. You know, I haven't forgotten. Of course I'm going to do it. But if she does it that way, she plays with my mind. And it's more of, I get to walk and go, see, babe, look, she reminded me like a subtle hint. And then I turn around and go, oh yeah, I'm supposed to go do that. And I go do it after six months. And I come back all proud, like, yeah, your husband took care of that. I fixed that, or I did that, or it's kind of (laughs) weird, but I'm sure there's other people out there that play those same type of games. I hope Leslie's not listening. And listen, look at this chat. I love this right off the bat. Let me give some shout outs here and then get to it. So big shout out to you, Janie, which is obviously over here laughing, having a great time at your expense. Jeanette, Mr. Howard Pringle is saying, hi, John. Hey, Howard. Good morning, Michael. And then Jeanette Horton has a great point, and that is eventually it becomes your idea, but we planted the seed. So it sounds yeah, like, exactly, it's, exactly. It's like this is more common than I thought. I'm telling you, she knows. <laughs> she gets it, Jeanette. You are 100% spot on. We all have different types of personalities, and it needs to be like, okay, the woman is the mastermind, and she keeps the family together and the household and everybody happy and all this. And, There's a lot of moving parts and stuff like that. And she's found a way to masterfully be able to like control me. And maybe she's like the puppet master, right? And I'm thinking I'm this or that, but she's really out there going, Are you listening to him? Make him lift his leg up. (laughs) I don't know, but she's good at it. He calls her out, says it's her fault. Now he's on the podcast saying that she's a (laughs) puppeteer and that that she's controlling him. She's powerful, man. Look, you're she's making, mind blown you're right now. You're making her sound terrible, and she is a lovely, lovely, <laughs> amazing woman. I don't know what the hell. Dude, that was a compliment. I'm giving her a compliment. John, look at me. Just, just like stop trying to dig yourself out because okay. you're making it worse, okay. and you just 
Oh my God. We'll find out when she he just explained. Yeah, when every... she walks in the door after taking the kids to school, I'm gonna see the look on her face and I'll know whether I whether I screwed up or not. <laughs> Trying to dig yourself out and then you just made it worse. You just dug your grave. Six feet deep. I'm just keeping it real, boys. I'm just keeping it real. You know what? That is not the case. Zach and I love you very much. You are not a puppeteer. You are not controlling <laughs> him. We know that he behaves how he wants to behave. Forgive him. He just doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. In today's podcast, we get deep. <laughs> we talk about the- We talk about it all. You want relationship advice? Come to the Pool Nation podcast. We'll talk about it. Yeah, let's get it. Guys, I'm super excited to talk about the next thing that I'm going to talk about really quick. Are you kidding me? You don't say good morning to me? You know what? Let's give you a good morning. Good morning, John. How you doing? After you dug yourself in the hole, how you doing? It's awesome. Well, I thought I was having a good morning, but apparently- I'm not going to be having Sorry, a good my morning face hurts. a little bit because I dug myself my, in a hole with my beautiful wife, but nah, she's never like that. My face hurts right now. Somebody's dying over here. Is, is that, that a promise, saying? mama? <laughs> is that a promise? It's repair day. I'm excited to announce that yeah. we've booked our first Canadian guest on the podcast. How exciting is that? That's awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. She's obviously a listener and she's quite the character and cool person. You had the pleasure to meet her when you went out to the conference. From everything you've talked about and everything you've said about her, I cannot wait to sit down and have dinner or to talk or to chop it up as far as pools and life and stuff like that because she seems like a really cool and more importantly, a very genuine person. So we're excited to have her out and flying all the way from Canada, come out to the studio and do a podcast with us. That's pretty badass. Kathy Belcourt, she'll be out April 7th. And a big, huge shout out to you, Kathy. I know that you listen. Super excited to do the pool talk with you. Geek out. And then you and John, Zach, you and I will both have to have a button because they're both going to probably go off the deep end. And so we'll have to have that sensor button. So you'll be in charge of the button for either John or Kathy and then I the opposite. So that way we could just focus on one and just do like an eight second delay and bleep, beep, beep, beep. So there's going to be a bunch of da, 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 da. Yep. And, and then I would. T- yep. And then, I, or is there going to be the <laughs> beep? We'll throw the beeps in there so that we nah. could do a drinking game and see between two YouTube you who gets drunk out there. Sounds like fun. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we are working on a education program that we've partnered with the Western Pool and Spa Show. I do want to give a big, huge shout out to the Western Pool and Spa Show. They have been amazing partners with us. Eric out there, the entire team out there, Stan, everybody from the Western Pool and Spa Show. They've been amazing friends with us and helped us partner. They had us out last year. We did a couple classes out there and we partnered with them again for this year. And so this year we have something even bigger that's coming out. We're working on something that we can't share yet. We will announce it probably the first week of March, but that has been in collaboration with them and getting all that done. We are going to be doing 10 training classes out at the Western Pool and Spa Show in March at Long Beach. I know that quite a couple of people have messaged me already that they've already registered for the classes. So I'm super, super excited to get out there and teach the classes. So Zach, I think you and I should talk a little bit about the classes that we're going to be doing out there. I do want to clarify these classes are part of the Western Pool and Spa Show. So you register for the Pool and Spa Show. And I believe that the way that their registration works is, I think it's 110 bucks, and you can take all the classes that you want. And these classes are part of that. You do not need to pay extra for these classes. You do not need a separate registration for this class. As long as you register for the Western Pool and Spa Show and you buy the education part of it, 
then these classes are included. And normally the way that the Western works is they have all, you go there and it's a first come first serve, but John, like there really wasn't any issues with space at the show last year. So I don't think that'll be the case this year, but that's the way it works is you register, you'll have all the classes. You could walk in at that time, sit in the class and take the class there. Anyway, so I want to talk really quick about the classes that we're teaching because we've partnered with some amazing people to be able to bring that education to you. And the first one is going to be a basic water chemistry, and that is going to be with Alicia Stevens from Natural Chemistry and Biolab, and she is just absolutely amazing. John Zach, she's going to be out here the 13th to do some recording stuff, and I'm just chomping at the bit to have her come out here and be doing the training with us. So we're going to do a basic water chemistry, really an entry level. And what we wanted to do is we wanted every class to build on every class. So we're, we'll start the show with that basic water chemistry class. And next we'll have importance of filtration and how it affects your bottom line. And that will be taught by Todd Pieri. And I talked about it before, but I think this class is going to be a really important one because one of the things throughout my journey with education, and I've talked about this before, is that everything I was able to find was much higher than where I was at that point. So I think this is a good one that we overlook. And then especially how it affects your bottom line, because you know, it's all about numbers with us. It's all about profitability and business. And a lot of people don't realize the impact that has on it. So this will be a great class for everyone out there. Just as I was talking, a big shout out to Robert out there, Robert Echo. He just, look, he just sent me a message on Instagram that he's going to be attending the class. So I told him to reach out and connect with us. So big shout out to you, Robert. Next class that we're going to be doing is a gas-fired heaters, everything that you need to know with Brad Duncan with Raypack and really do a deep dive into gas-fired heaters. And he'll go through the A to Z with those heaters. Then we'll have our strategic branding class, and that will be with Edgar, John, and myself. And this is one of my favorite things is the branding strategy and just figuring out who you are as a company, why you are as a company, and how to put that all together in a nice package way to attract more customers. So I'm really excited for this one. Shout out to Lindsay out in Florida. She's saying, wish could get out there. These are all great classes. Thank you, Lindsay. We definitely appreciate it. We love hanging out with you. So hope you guys are doing great out there and keeping busy. By the way, John, Zach talked to me yesterday. He's going to teach the strategic branding class. We're just going to sit in the background and just support him on that class. So Mr. Corey Holland, big, huge shout out out there in San Antonio to your brother. Really appreciate the support. The next thing that we're going to do is a level up your service with enzymes and water clarifiers. And that's going to be our friend, Jamie Novak. And she'll do a deep dive into not just enzymes, but also water clarifiers and everything that you need to know to use them to enhance your service. Then we'll have understanding business metrics, financials, and your cost of service. And that, again, will be with Edgar, John, and myself. And this class, we've had several of these with excellent feedback. So I think this is a really good one. If you find yourself in a position to where maybe reading your financials or kind of that portion of the business is a little intimidating, I think this is a great class to jump in and help build that confidence level and get you started in looking into your numbers. Yeah, we're also going to be starting another round of those classes that we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing some in person and we're going to be doing some 
via Zoom online and stuff like that. We'll be putting out those dates out here soon. The next class is Introduction to Hydraulics, and that's with our friend Steve Barnes. And really what we wanted to do is do really at the entry level hydraulics because hydraulics are so important to everything that you do. And I know John loves this side of the business and always dives in, but we're always talking about how are you going to be able to maintain your pool the easiest, right? How are you going to be able to have control over every pool when it comes to maintaining that? And a lot of that begins with the hydraulics. So we'll be teaching a introduction of 101 hydraulics with Steve Barnes. Then we have intermediate water chemistry, and that will be with Terry Arco. And this is going to be a really good class for those of you that kind of want to take that next step into the water chemistry. And Water chemistry is one of those things that I don't know if you could ever truly fully understand. So even if you do have the intermediate level of water chemistry, I think this is still a really good class for everyone to go through. I've been doing this 12 years now and every day I still learn something new. So this will be a great program. Yes. The next class is going to be protecting you, your family and your business. And that's going to be with Danielle Barr. And we're going to be talking about all the different things that you could do for your business from the business side, really understanding insurance, what things you should look for and things that are excluded, things that are excluded and then brought back in. We're going to be talking about aggregate really so that when you get out there and you get yourself into a situation where you need to get that insurance, you're very well educated into what it is that you need to make sure that your policies have. And then we'll do a deep dive into disability, life, all that kind of fun stuff. And then last, we have Intermediate Hydraulics 201, again, with Steve Barnes. And so this will be that next step, that progression from the introduction hydraulics and then what comes after that. Super excited to be teaching all these classes out there with everybody. So again, come out and visit us at the Western Pool and Spa Show in March in Long Beach. Again, all you have to do is register for the show. Make sure that you register to take the classes and these classes are all included with the training. The beauty of it is we will have one classroom and then you could just stay in that classroom and the instructors will change, but you can stay in the classroom. That way you don't have to be going and jumping from spot to spot to be able to find those classes. Anybody notice that you guys completely shut me out of the class list? I was waiting for you to jump in, but I saw that you muted and you were yelling because of something. No, I was trying to talk, but you muted me on your side, but you wouldn't let me talk. I'm trying to, what, what are you trying to keep me from saying? He's distracting from all the pots and pans that fell in the background in the kitchen over there. <laughs> there was noise in the kitchen and that's why I, I kept. Was that Janie? Was that Janie that did that? Yes, it was. Look, and I'm going to give you an update right now. So. JD came home from dropping off the kids, and that's when you saw me get out to see if I needed to cover up and get beat by her. But when I walked in, I go, hey, I'm looking at her. She has a big smile on her face, and first thing she does, she goes, and I'm like, wow. I go, I go, and she's like, those were all compliments, babe. I love you, is what she says. So, yeah. The, see, the puppet master. I was complimenting her. That was cupcaking right there. I didn't have to dig myself out of a hole. I was scoring brownie points with her. That's why he's got that red face. I think he's a little afraid tonight. Anyways, this week's shout out goes to our friend over at Island's Girls Pool Service. Big shout out to you. Thank you so much for the post on Instagram. She did a post. Big shout out to the podcast. So we really appreciate that. So Zach, John, let's dive into today's podcast and we're going to talk about customer relations versus customer service. And I got a call from a pool pro, Zach. Last week, we started talking about customer service. We talked a little bit about the customer relations, but 
really our conversation was focused on making sure that anything that you do with regards to customer relations and customer service really ties into your customer loyalty. That's the end goal with the customer relations and customer service. So the question was, he asked, what's the difference between customer relations and customer service? And I thought that was a great, great question. Let's see here. Before we continue, Aquatica, how about everything under the Sun Expo in Florida? Would like to meet you there. And thank you for everything that you do for us. Aquatica, big, huge, huge shout out to you out there. We will not be at the show in Orlando this year. We're going to try to do that next year because we were working on the things for the Western and they're very close to each other. Unfortunately, we weren't able to go to that show, but we have it on our calendar to attend for next year. For next year, we've already been talking about the fact that we'll be doing more shows and getting out to more of the shows out there. So thanks so much for your support out there. And we definitely appreciate the support. So John, Zach, I thought that was a great question with regards to, hey, what's the difference between the two? Because you guys are talking about those. So I want to talk really quick and we'll do a deep dive, but customer relations are the things that you do to work on to make sure that you have good customer service. So in other words, it's the processes that you put in place that focus on that customer service. And then obviously the customer's thing is those things that you do personally. So for example, obviously being polite, being empathetic, listening, the interactions, the body language, all those things that tie into that. I want to break this podcast down a little bit, Zach and John, to talk maybe a little bit more about customer relations today so we don't mix them up so much and create that type of confusion. I've been thinking the whole time while you're talking right now, how I'm going to approach this. Right. And I'm like, okay, cause this is probably one of my favorite topics. And I think it's probably one of the most important aspects of your business or any, excuse me, any successful business. We all know that understanding your numbers and your financials are critical, right? Because without that's the funding gate, you're in business to make money. And if you're not making money, it becomes unsustainable. If it's unsustainable, then it's no longer a business. It's a hobby unless you're very wealthy or well off and you're only doing it for fun, then you're going to find something else to do or fix it. Building a relationship with your customer is, in my opinion, and I think the same with both of you, is key to any long-term success. And I want to take it a little bit further and say, hey, look, I look at clients or I look at customers or the difference between like customer service and customer relationship is two different things. When We all can look at going into a backyard and think of, hey, look, I got called to go out there to do a heater repair. And the majority of business owners, a majority of people that I speak to, at least in this field and other fields, they look at it like, hey, I got a phone call. I'm going out there. I'm I'm doing a heater repair. I go out there. I do my heater repair and it's done. We look at it as in a completely different lens. We like to think of our clients when we have them or somehow, however they got a hold of us or however we earn their business or the opportunity to earn their business by calling us, right? Going to our website, searching, chatting with us, yelping us, sending a request through wherever, whatever those means are. Once they're in our ecosystem and we've now have the opportunity to engage with them, I want to challenge everybody to look at things a little bit differently and say, hey, look, instead of thinking them as a customer with the value per transaction, we need to start looking at people as far as like lifetime value per customer. Every client that you get, you need to treat them. They're precious. And 
if you look at them opposed to just, hey, look, I got called out to do a heater repair. It's done. I did a good job. I did the work really well and I did it. And then maybe one day they're going to call us back. Yeah. Good work, being prompt, doing the low hanging fruit stuff, that easy stuff will probably gain you repeat business from them maybe down the road. But unless you make an impression with them, unless you build that relationship with them to where now they trust you because it's hard to find good people out, hire good people to come work for you. When you're trying to hire a contractor or bring somebody to do some work, there's very rarely do you come across somebody that you click with or you feel comfortable, especially allowing them on your property or in your home. So if you're able to build that bond with that client, then you create something that is a reoccurring revenue that you can count on down the road. And it might not be so evident immediately because especially if you're first starting in the business and more importantly, if you're not tracking it and you don't really get to see that, but I challenge people before we get into the nuts and bolts of these types of things, but I challenge people to start looking at their clients and then pull up what each client is worth to you over a lifetime. And then once you start seeing those numbers, then it gives you a whole new perspective Every time you go out to do that, whatever, $150 service or $125 service call or $150 filter clean or go clean a salt cell or go do a heater diagnostic or go install a pump, you need to look at it as, hey, look, this is just the gateway, right? And then now when you're in that backyard and you build that trust through quality work, being fair, honest, professional, doing those low-hanging fruit type things, start looking at the pad and start building a relationship with them so that you can foster more income and more revenue from them down the road. And that's the difference between good and great. Everybody is too caught up on right now. And it's hard to imagine what you could have in the future because it's not there. It's just not tangible immediately. But if you go back in history and you start looking at some of those invoices and customers that you have and you start compiling those numbers, I think you'll have an aha moment and you'll start to respect every interaction with every single customer. And to take it even further, you start looking at when you start building those relationships, it's not only can you create more revenue in the future because you're being called upon, but you also save on expenses. And some people go, how would you save on an expense when it comes down to that? Well, usually for a client or for a business, when you're trying to bring on new clients or you start advertising, or maybe you pay for leads, or maybe, you know, do this or you do that. But in the reality, we all know the best form of advertisement is word to mouth. You have an advocate for you other than yourself or a representative from your company, which is that consumer advocating for you to one of their friends they already have a relationship with now and then it creates this form of advertising to where you become almost self-sufficient and it reduces the cost of you needing to do any advertising so we've said this before in the past with us we don't put a penny for any advertising whatsoever we don't pay for any ads we don't pay for any marketing we don't pay for any flyers we don't pay for any google ads or pay for click or website whatever or yelp whatever angie's any of that shit we pay for none of that i believe it's all because of our ability to build that customer relation and i think it is just hypercritical and i don't mean to just keep babbling on about it but It's just hypercritical that if you can focus on that and you can master that, then it's hard not to be successful. And we'll talk about it, but just like there's cost of turnover, right, Zach? And we talk about it all the time. You lose an employee, there's a cost of that turnover. You acquiring another customer, there's a cost associated with that as well. 
Absolutely. And then look, even let's go even further down the rabbit hole. Usually when you have good clients and you have that great relationship with those clients, then they tend to treat you better because they feel treated well. So if you have employees that are working for you out there, they're going to treat your employees well, and they're going to respect you, respect your employees, or respect your company, which in turn makes a happy employee. And a happy employee, right, is a happy company because you're only as good as the people that work for you. It snowballs, and you can go deeper and deeper and deeper, but I seriously believe the foundation of any business to be a road to success is business metrics and financials and understanding how to become profitable and how to run a business correctly. That is the funding gate. Number one. Yep. Number one, the ability to be better than the rest or to go from good to great is your ability to be able to build customer relationships and to connect with people because those customers are your end game, right? That's what feeds your business as you grow, right? Because John, for an example, you're a smaller business, so you have the ability to have that personal relationship. And as your company grows, okay, it gets more difficult. And it happened to me because I went from doing everything myself to having employees to then having to have those. But there's things that you could do to train your employees to still be able to have those relationships. And I want to jump in here for a minute. And I think something you said is super important. And this is what I preach to my team is building that relationship. Like you said, it results in leniency. So when you make a mistake, the customer is generally more lenient with you because they have that trust and that connection with you. And we actually had something yesterday where one of my guys normally parks in this spot. It's on the side of the house, a grassy area. It's been raining a lot here. Where he had parked when he backed up, it left a decent sized rut and he called and felt really bad about it. And we immediately called the customer and we made him aware. And I thought he was going to be a little frustrated. We might have to go fill it in. But he was like, don't worry about it. Not a big deal. Appreciate you guys being forthcoming. And then he turned and started just complimenting how awesome his service is and how awesome he loves us. If we hadn't had that good relationship with that customer, that conversation probably would have went a lot differently. So it has its benefits as far as the leniency. And another thing that you said was, that you guys don't spend on marketing. And that's something that we have. The only thing we do is our website and then some Facebook, real low spend on Facebook. We just keep it going. And that has marketing is a huge expense. And if you can build relationships to where you have your street team of customers and your word of mouth and you have that business coming in, that makes you a lot more profitable when you're not having to do mailers and door hangers and print and all of this advertising spend to try to generate customers. And the last thing to Edgar's point is that as you get bigger, it gets harder. But I think the idea of it overall is a little intimidating, but there are things that you can do to automate it and put processes in place to be able to deliver that consistent quality service and continue to build those relationships. Guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, what we're going to do is we're actually going to jump into a couple of different categories and talk about those things that you can focus on with regards to customer relations. We'll be right back. The Hyper Poll from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care poll designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. 
All pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. We're talking to John Zach. We're talking customer relations versus customer service. 
And so we're ready to do a little bit of a deep dive into the things that are really focused within that customer relations. So I want to talk about those that fall into the customer relations. And you know, I think one of the things, guys, that people need to do is really focus a lot on when you're analyzing and looking at customer feedback through surveys or your customer service interactions, you really need to take that information and you need to, A, like I always talk about it, right? If you get the data, you have to look at it, you have to do something with it, but you need to look at the feedback that you're getting from your customers and you really need to take that to heart and listen to it. And a lot of times it's very difficult to take some of that negative feedback because we get defensive, but it's the things that your customers are telling you that you need to do better. And so in order for you to be able to start focus on that customer is really be able to get that data, get that feedback. But then more importantly is be able to grab that feedback and put it into play to solve the issues. It really could be anything as simple as if we pick something really, really simple, it could be that you're hopping, doing pools on different days of the week. And so you start to get feedback from your customers that they're telling you, we don't know when you're going to be here. So you have to take that data. You have to take that feedback. You got to break it down and say, how can I take that and use that to improve my customer service. Go ahead, Zach. I want to jump in on that because I think something, another way to look at it too, is look at the positive feedback and read what they're saying and everything positive about your service too, because it will help highlight your areas that you're strong in. And a lot of those areas you may not be, there may be an opportunity to do an even better job in those areas. So, and generally we're getting a lot of positive feedback. I think there's more positive feedback than negative feedback in most cases. So that's a great opportunity to find those strengths as well. And it goes, it's a simple rule. You need to acknowledge where your opportunities are, but you should embrace what you're doing well at. And then you need to find a way to continue to do it. So it's really simple. And I think we overcomplicate it a lot of times. And I believe we also, it's hard not to take it personal sometimes to get when you get true, honest feedback, and it's easy to say, oh, I want you to tell me what I'm insufficient in, or I want to know what maybe where my opportunities lie and I can take it. But as a business owner or anybody who cares about anything, and when somebody tells you something that maybe you have an opportunity in doing better, the ability somehow, if you're able to master it, and I still haven't been able to, but I'm trying and it's a fight every single day, right? Because nobody wants to be told that, hey, look, I'm not doing well here and you get defensive. But I challenge you that once you can get past that and you can start taking that constructive criticism and then harness it and use it so that you can avoid that pitfall down the road, you will be leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else because that is probably one of the most difficult things to do. And it's easier for us to pretend, hear no evil, see no evil, pretend like it's not an issue or whatever. But the quicker you nip it in the butt and the quicker you're aware of it, you can actually do something about it in the future. So that's all I want to say about that. One of the things that I do, I personally do to encourage that, you'll see me talk to people at times and I'll tell them, give me feedback, but don't tell me what I did well. Tell me what I didn't do well, because that does two things. When I give you feedback, Edgar, I've done that. Don't say that. Let's be real here, because I've given you some criticism before and you've broken down in tears. I didn't say I didn't say I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, you know, all jokes aside, a lot of times it's very difficult for people to give feedback. It really is. You could go to somebody and ask for feedback and what they'll do is they'll start to dance around and start to tell you a lot of the things that you do well and not give you that constructive feedback. So one of the things that I do is I tell people all the time, give me your thoughts. And then I tell them, just tell me what I need to do better. Because then what that allows them to do is drop that guard and truly tell you what it is that you need to do better, which is what you're trying to get out of the equation, right? And so if you want to have the biggest impact on your business, the fastest, get into that spot where you could go get that negative feedback. And then all you have to do is just fix those things from that negative feedback and boom, your customer service is going to start to skyrocket. Like John said, it's not easy, right? It's by nature, we take that as a dig, but trust me, practice that and you'll see how that becomes a lot easier in your operation. Dude, we, this is what we call it and embrace it and enjoy it and eat every last bite of it. It's called the butt sandwich, right? You ever heard that before? Well, that kind of sounded wrong, right? Eat the butt sounded sandwich, ve- but that sounded very wrong, a, John. <laughs> but, but it's true. So do this, guys. Look, I'm fascinated with people and understanding it and psychology and stuff like that. But just have a conversation with people and be aware of this. And when you're talking to somebody and you're asking them, always listen to everything when people give you, because people don't want to offend other people and don't want to, like you were talking about it, they don't want to say, because it makes them feel equally as uncomfortable, but you'll hear, oh yeah, this is great. This is great. But I wish that, but this, but that, that's the nugget right there, right? That's what you need to, if you ever hear something from somebody goes, oh, I'm just kidding. No bullshit. You're not kidding, right? Absolutely not. 99%. No, 100% of the time. That is exactly what they think, but they just say it in jest or be like funny-ish or whatever and how to deliver it. And then it's, they follow with, I'm just playing around. I'm just kidding. But the reality is that's the truth, man. And, but we're programmed to not really, oh, okay. My feelings aren't hurt. He didn't really mean that or she didn't really mean that. But the reality is no, they did. And if what you do with that information is what's important. And like I said, it's tough, man. It really is because we take pride in what we do and we work hard every single day. And this is our love and our profession. And nobody wants to be told they're unsatisfactory or insufficient, or maybe they can do better when you're busting your ass every single day. And just because you're not doing it doesn't mean you're not capable of doing it. You know what I mean? We're all growing and learning. But it's the quickest path to fix things is just asking for the feedback. You could go to a customer and say, What can I do better? Because here's the problem. You can be going to a pool and everything seems to be going okay. And for some reason, that customer might be mad at you for one little thing that you don't do. Maybe you don't brush the tile enough, right? And they feel that's a huge thing. Well, if you ask the customer for that feedback and they say, hey, the one thing that I really noticed that you don't brush my tile enough, they just told you what they're not happy with. So if you put that into play next week, guess what? Now you have a happy customer. But I do understand that it's very difficult to get that negative feedback, right? Because you're like, oh, I spend a lot of time at your pool. But your goal is to focus on that customer service and deliver that service that those customers want. I think one of the things we tend to do instantly is when we're hit with that negative feedback is we tend to pass blame back on the person giving it. And that may be a lot of the reason why people are so hesitant to give feedback. And one of the things that drives me nuts is if we lose an account and we ask them, we have a way of asking for a reason and they say, you guys were great. We just decided to go. I want to hear the raw, dirty, what did you not like about us? What pissed you off? What can we change? That's what I want. 
I yeah. just want it raw. Yeah. Don't sugarcoat it. Unless it's a customer you don't want. Unless it's a customer <laughs> you don't care. Look, that happened to me. That happened to me just like last week. I got an email. I got an email. And this lady, bless her soul, but she's very difficult and she's just on re she's just whatever. And it was an account that mama was doing and it was a referral from the daughter and we serviced it, but she was just a pain in the ass. We were in a tough spot. Usually we're like, we don't want clients like that. We don't do it, but because it came from a good customer referral, we took it on, we did it, really didn't want it. Janie was doing it. And then we started having Fabian do it and Fabian was doing it. And he was doing a good job doing everything he was supposed to do, everything he needed to do. But all of a sudden you start getting extra phone calls or extra little messages or this, this is that or whatever, whatever, whatever. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. I mean, what's going on here? And going over there, talking it over, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's just being really silly stuff. And then finally we get an email saying, you know, well, we're going to, we're going to get another service for da, da, da. And I was like, phew. <laughs> I mean, with mama, we were like, yes, I don't care what the reason was, you know, on those right. rare occasions, we're like, sure, no problem. Thank you. You know what I mean? You're doing us a favor. But anyways, I just want to share that story. Just going to sit there and look pretty? No, I, well, I am. <laughs> look, I am. You know what he did? He paused and he went like that. He's like, oh, take that for a thumbnail. And he just gave this yeah, I did, look like that. Yeah, I know? did that or whatever. And I'm thinking, no, I'm just trying to see. But that was a pretty funny story. I guess it was funnier to me because but we all have those we all have those <laughs> i just didn't get the reaction i was hoping from you guys i think that's what it was and i was in shock no. i was like dude i thought that was a little funnier or we all got it or we am i the only one in that type of situation you know what i mean where you're kind of like good riddance thank you that happened to us right zach that's never happened to you right zach <laughs> no, never to get back on track setting marketing strategies that address or focus on the customer relation points. Once you look at that data and how you're incorporating into your marketing, and I'm not just talking about like ads or Instagram posts, but how you make it a part of your sales pitch or your interactions when you meet the customer, you have to verbally tell them what you focus on as a company. So it's verbally and then non-verbal cues too, with the way you look, your branding, how you interact with them, how you walk, how your truck looks, where you park, how you knock on the door, just those nonverbal cues too are also very important when it comes down to that. It's just like those that Zach was talking about, right? You ask for that good feedback, but then you put that into play as well into the branding, right? Because with that strategic branding, you want people to say a certain thing about your business. And so you take those good things, that good feedback that you get, and then you put that into your marketing, into what your brand want to be. And just like you said, John, which is key, is people a lot of times when they're talking to customers, they know what they do well. They know what their customers are telling them that they do well, but they don't take that message and share it with the customer. And in order for your customer to start repeating that, they have to hear it from somebody. And so if those are the things that you do well, you need to talk to your customer about those things. And that just helps that marketing strategy of your brand. Agree. And when I used to go out and we try to do this on all our setups, we talk about what we do strong and we talk about what we do good. And I even, when I'm out there, I tell them, Hey, anytime you have a frustration, please do not hesitate to bring it to our attention because we're only human. So we will make mistakes and we want to know when it comes up. We don't want you to bottle up. We don't want you to harbor these things and then have them all come out at some point. So please be able to share whatever. But I think it's super important. It's been super beneficial for us. And it just, it ties into everything we're talking about, right? Building trust, getting leniency, things like that. Well, when you're open like that and you're confident in what you do and you talk about it, it builds that trust even further. 
So one of the next things we have on here is working to streamline customer interactions and decrease wait times. And we've been talking about the core segments. And recently we talked about operations and the importance of creating processes and creating those processes help with consistency. And like I mentioned earlier, it helps automate things, which results in overall better customer experience. And everyone has creative ways of doing this. But to give you an example of some of the basic things that we've done here at the Pool Boys is these are simple things. Like John talked about low hanging fruit. I love that. I use it all the time. One of the things that we do is when we create quotes, they're provided on the same visit that we do the inspection or the diagnosis or whatever when we're out there. We figure out what's wrong and we provide them with a quote on the same visit. And I don't know about you guys, but a lot of times when I'm having work done or I need a repair, the contractor will come out and then they'll say, I'll get this over to you probably tomorrow or whatever. And if they don't get it to you tomorrow, you're waiting and you have to follow up. And that's a pain point for me. So by us sending out this quote immediately, they're armed with that information to make a decision. They don't have to wait. They don't have to follow up with us and track us down to get the quote for service or repair. And they immediately know what the solution is. So, and then additionally to that, if they approve that on the spot and we have the parts, we can get that job done right then and there. And that cuts down our costs and increases our profitability. So that's a huge one for us. And another example of something that we do is we always get an approval and different people have different ways of doing that, but we always get an approval on work to be completed. I tell everyone, I don't care if it's a dollar, like we're going to get that approval because I want to empower the customer with the decision to decide how their money's spent. And one of the things that I would hear a lot when I would go out in the field is that the previous company always nickeled and dimed me. Well, We know the reality is they're not nickeling and diming them. They're getting things done that need to be done. And of course, a customer needs to pay for that and you need to charge for those things. But it's just the customer perspective. So by us taking the approach of getting that approval every time, it creates that trust and transparency with them. And that ultimately leads to brand loyalty. So these are just a couple of examples of the processes that we've established and everyone has a different approach and it's not to say ours is right or wrong or anyone else is right or wrong, but this is what's been successful for us. Yeah. And we talked about it a little bit before, but I think one of the things that's really important, especially as you start to grow, Zach, is you really have to make sure that you're building and maintaining that brand credibility. And you do that by doing exactly what you're talking about, right? You're having to put processes in place and making sure that you're delivering on those things. And so in order to be able to keep your brand's credibility, right? We look at John, the VIP service. He starts to grow. He starts to bring employees. He's got to make sure that his employees are hitting on all the points that his brand has talked about for the last five years. So it could be something simple. Let's say that John's pitch is, hey, every time I come, you get a 10-point inspection, right? And that becomes the staple of what it is and how we're different than everybody else. What's super important is that as your company continues to grow, that you make sure that you're constantly building on that credibility. And that is that as you bring people on, you got to make sure that they're staying to that 10 point inspection, right? Because it just tells the company, even if somebody new comes in, even if an employee comes in, that brand and that focus is still going to be there, even though they're growing and their business is changing. Look, I want to take a step back real quick because Zach said something that was intriguing to me. And it fits Zach's profile in the way he is and the way he, if you want to talk about someone who's very methodical, who's very organized, who has processes in place, sticks with them. And this is what works. We're doing Zach is the man, right? And that's why we love him. And he's a wealth of information. 
But you said something there, and I think we might have talked about this before in the past, but I want to expand a little bit on it. We're going to go a little off topic. Zach's like, oh boy, let me, let me take a drink right now. I disagree with what you said, or actually I do disagree with what you said, at least in my point. And I know you said, doesn't mean what you do is right or wrong. And I don't think what I'm doing is right or wrong either, but I think it's a topic that we need to talk about. I couldn't even imagine having to get an approval for a $1 item or a $5 item. To me, that would be such an, a waste of time to sit and get all that, but to have to go back and go, okay, look, I'm going over there. I need to rebuild this Jandy valve, right? Or I got to replace a pump lid O-ring, or I got to replace a pump lid, or I got a pressure relief valve. I got to do that. Now I got to sit to go down 150 clients or 160 clients and then figure out, okay, I got $5 worth of shit, you know what I mean, for every single one of these that I gotta wait and get approval for before I can just get it out of my truck and pop it in and save time. So what we've done to combat that, I think, I agree with you. If, when we've heard it before from people too, it's, oh my God, every time it's this or this or this or that. When you don't build that relationship with them, if you don't have that relationship to where they trust you, then yes, you're gonna get that type of reaction from them. But once you build, you have customer relation with them, they understand you, and now they trust you with the decisions that need to be done. Well, we've, like on our terms of services, we have any charge that is $125 or less is automatically done or billed and added to the invoice. And But when we talk and we do our initial visit with our clients and before we bring them on, we have a conversation with them and we explain that to them so they understand and the importance of it and say, hey, look, there's things that need to be done or need to be fixed. And every time we need to fix something or we do something, right? If it's under $125 or whatever, we automatically will automatically replace that part and then we'll invoice you for it, but we also will take a picture of it. We'll snap a picture. Here it is. This is that. This is what needed to be done. We send them an email. It's all part of the report, and then they have it, and they know it, and then now that drastically decreases my time of having to go back to the house to fix it or track a customer down to try to get hold of them or annoy a customer and say, God dang, again, for another $10 part, I need to get an approval for. So I have a different mindset on that. I just want to see if maybe what you thought or what your, is there something happened before in the past? Maybe that kind of, that sketched you out a little bit. So first of all, that's an example of negative feedback and okay, is what we're doing now. Just kidding. No, and like I was right. saying, <laughs> That's perfect, yeah, right. tie it all in. I, don't cry. <laughs> don't cry, Zach. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, what you're talking about is 100%. Like the way we're going to do it is not going to work for everyone. And we haven't always done it that way because we didn't have the capacity to do it that way. We have infrastructure now that allows us to do that. And to your point about it is it's setting the expectation from the start and then building that trust strongly. You have to have that trust in order for that to work. If you don't have that trust, that is where the nickel and diming perspective comes into play. But for where we're at now, we have someone in the office, we have the system, we can send the estimate via text instantly. And if it became a problem for us to where we were having a big lag time on getting the approval and having someone wait around while we track down a customer, then we would definitely have to approach it a different way. But for us, this has been a very successful thing. And it just came to me from having those conversations. But I do have friends in my area that do the same thing as well. They just have some sort of threshold. You know what? Anything under this amount, it's going to get done and it's going to go on the bill and I'm not going to track you down. But again, it all ties into having the good relationship and setting those expectations. 
That makes sense. That completely, because look, I got to look at it as, okay, we control it or mama's doing it and we're sending out all that information and I already got a shitload of stuff that I have to do. And then now I got to sit and track, but I get it. You have an office person, you have somebody that does that. So it's easy to just delegate that task where you're not the one doing it. Not just that. It's just as you grow, you don't have those personal relationships with those customers anymore. So as you go from you being in the backyard all the time, doing all the pools, setting that relationship, as you start to grow into that 200 pool, that 250 pools, you're not in that backyard. So your employees can't deliver that same message in the same way that you're going to do it with the same compassion and the same understanding, right? So as you grow, and I think this is the one of the things that I love about our podcast, and that is that not one thing fits every single business. And so in this example, for me, when I was doing all the pools, John, I was in this exact same boat that you were. It was like, I don't have the time to sit here and get permission. But once you start to get into that 250 pools and I don't have that personal relationship like I used to with the new customers, then the game changes a little bit and you start to get complaints and you have to change the way that some of those procedures are put in place. And I could see that obviously specifically in Zach operation. And he has somebody in the office that can be the person answering the phone and replying to all the quote requests and doing all that kind of stuff and having that procedure in place to eliminate some of the problems with those customers. For everybody listening, and we talk about it all the time, what's going to work for your business is what works best for you. You're at a different part of your journey all the time, so you have to pick what it is that works for you and what works the best to make your job easier. Yeah, there's no cookie-cutter approach to anything, and there absolutely isn't. And I mean, I guess there you can do some form of cookie-cutter approach, but you're only going to be average. You're not going to be great. You're not going to stand out. It's not going to be... That's one of my biggest downfalls is that you said I'm methodical. I'm almost methodical to a fault to where I have to back myself up. Like I can't treat everything as like one blanketed approach. And so through the years I've had to learn, I thought this is going to like when we included borates in service, let's not even talk about that, but I took a blanketed (laughs) approach. And so, yeah, absolutely. There is no cookie cutter approach. And then look, making sure you're, so just get back on, sorry about that. I think we veered off a little bit there, but. No, great, great stuff though. But it just hit me up and I wanted to bring it up because I think it's for some people, a different perspective is always good to look at. Making sure your customer service experience is consistent across all customer touch points. So how do you make sure that everyone from your office staff, from techs, your repair team, do you have a process in place to make sure that you deal with issues that customers have when they're not happy with you? It's throwing something out there. Maybe you're a company that only does repairs and the customer didn't like that they needed to have a one week or a two week wait time or lead time before a repair. What do you have in place to help combat that, right? And not just be, oh, I'm booked two weeks out. That's as soon as I can do it. Show no compassion, no understanding, no nothing for it, right? There's ways you can approach things. You can have an end game of a message or a goal of what needs to be done. And there's multiple ways to deliver that message. And through each way of delivering that message, you can create or get or receive multiple different types of emotions and reactions from that customer. And it dictates how that relationship is going to be. And if you're just firm and just prickish and no concern or anything like that and say, yep, I'm out two weeks out, I'm very sorry. You know what I mean? 
We're very busy. Da 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 da. We're fully booked. What I could do is maybe look at the schedule and see if if something does come up. I have a list I can put you on. That if I have a cancellation or if something doesn't work out with another appointment, I'll put you first on the list where I can give you a call and let you know that hey, I had something opened up before then, and if it's okay with you and it works with you, then we'll be able to, to fill you in or take care of that work sooner for you, right? When maybe in reality, you know it's not going to happen, or it, you usually don't get cancellations, or something might not be free, but just in case something does, you make them feel like they're important, and what they need done is important to you as well, and you want to take care of them. And not that they're just another number of statistic and they're just lining up for a cheeseburger. It's little things like that and how you approach it can determine the difference on whether or not, hey, look, I'm booked out two weeks. Let's set the appointment up right now so we can get you on the schedule. I'll put you on my list. Huh? And then how they feel about that and how comfortable they feel about it is whether or not after you leave, they're not calling up other companies trying to get them who can come out sooner. Because usually if it's, oh, yeah, it's going to take two weeks before I can get out. And then da, 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 let me know if you want to set up an appointment. Sorry, I can't get out any earlier. And then chances are you're going to go off to the next pool company and call the next company, next company, next company. You're going to lose that business because people aren't going to want to wait unless it so happens that everybody else is busy and you're the one that's the quickest. But if you build that relationship with them and you deliver the message effectively and you have a game plan in place, then you can help retain that or create that customer relationship in a positive way. Yeah, it's definitely important to be able to hit it at every touch point. And again, we talk about customer service and being empathetic. And like John was saying, I'll take that back and I'll give you one example, guys, of something that happened with me and how the customer service started really great, but then they didn't focus on the customer relation part of it. And then they dropped the whole ball. So I wanted to go to the orthodontist. I wanted to get braces, made an appointment, went. The lady was phenomenal. They followed up for my appointment. I got there. They were very nice. They took me into the back. They take all the pictures. They do all the stuff. The dentist comes in. She up on the big screen. She's giving me, you know, we need to do this and here's our strategy and we need to do that. And just like phenomenal up until that point, they're hitting every touch point, right? From the whole process of appointment to showing up to pictures, to strategy, to all that. And then they say, hey, we want to, you've got a couple of things that we might need to look at doing before we could do that. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk it over, finalize a strategy. We'll call you back to follow up with you. And then boom, it died. I never heard back from them. And so I turned around and I called them again. I said, wow, like I was so impressed by the customer service and the friendliness. And she was at a great level. So I called them back. Maybe they just dropped the ball. So I call back. And the girl answers the phone and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that's happened. Let me go talk to the girl right now to see when they're going to call you back. Puts me on hold, goes back, comes back to me and goes, hey, I just spoke to her. She's going to pull up your file again. She's going to call you in about 15 minutes. Okay, great. Never heard back from them again. They've gone through putting all these different processes in place, all these things that they needed to make sure that they're doing these great customer service. But then there's that one thing that's missing at the end, which is who's checking off the boxes to make sure how we, that they're right. right, that we execute it at the end. And guys, braces aren't cheap. And first of all, I'm freaking 50 something years old and I'm thinking, do I really need to do this at this stage? So I finally take the dive to just go ahead and go, screw it. Let me go do it. That's the experience that I get. So important, just like John was saying, is really having all those checks and points with everybody, your office staff, the techs, the repairs, and making sure that everybody's delivering my story of the or that look, that brings up a good point. I'm not going to leave you hanging like you left me hanging when I did the story. I'm actually going <laughs> to. All right. 
Is that was that constructive feedback? No, no, that was, yeah, it was constructive feedback. Are you crying? Can't leave me hanging. <laughs> I think that's a great point. And even though we've spoken about this on several podcasts and every time we talk about so we really didn't bring it up here and I think it's important that we do. It doesn't matter. All these things we talk about and all these things we say, it really doesn't matter unless you do something about it or you execute on them, right? You can talk the talk and you can talk a great game, but if you're not really coming to play and you're not putting action or actually putting your money where your mouth is and walking the walk, it's all mute and it doesn't matter. It's like any corporation or any company that has like, we value your da 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 and then they don't live it, right? You can put your mission statement, your values on the wall. You can do this or that or believe or read a handbook that says all these wonderful, fluffy, beautiful things about who you are and what you are and how it is. But if the environment doesn't reflect that, right, it's all bullshit. Nobody's listening. It doesn't really matter. And it all goes to waste. So you had an amazing experience, right? And they land, they checked all those boxes. Everything was great, that, 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 but they just didn't follow up and they didn't execute on what they said they were going to do. And at the end of the day, I think that's even worse. Oh, it is. Then saying, I'm sorry, we can't, we won't be able to da 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 da. At least I know that I know where we stand and you're not leaving me out there dangling and hanging. What's happening here or there or teasing me, right? At least I know, okay, look, this dude's busy. He's not going to be out in two weeks, man. He must either, okay, he's too busy for my work, da 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 da. But if he says, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, da da two weeks, da da, I'll be there. And then you don't show up for the appointment or I'll call you and you're not there. Or that sends a whole different message. And then that can lead into negative customer relations, right? Which can hurt you way more than what we were talking about before because pissed off customers talk to other people and then they have an ability to make your life a little bit more difficult than it needs to be. Usually what pisses those customers off could have been easily avoided. Do you think I want to take Jaden there now? No, I don't because no, I'm like, exactly. you, dropped the, you, dropped, yes. you dropped the ball on me. Now I'm going to have to take Jaden to the orthodontist every time. And every time I walk into the orthodontist, I'm going to think, man, you guys just completely dropped the ball. So and listen, all my kids have gone there. And th that, that's my, th yeah, that's what I was yeah. talking about earlier. That's lifetime value. And they didn't think of you as they didn't understand that or figure that out where it could have yeah. been $6,000 for a set of braces or who knows, but well, they didn't know that maybe you're, they call you Jackrabbit and you have 84 kids and you could have had six thousand, seven, eight thousand dollars $8,000 worth of braces for every single one of your kids. And it could have turned into a whatever. You just don't know those things. You can't assume it. And that's what I mean about you build that relationship with them. And think, especially as a dental office, the one place that people are so fearful of going to, right? They have anxiety, they don't like it. But if you create this comforting environment where you feel taken care of and people are happy and it feels like they're very competent in what they do and they deliver it and they're nice, right? That kind of stuff. That's the type of stuff that will spread like wildflower in that industry where, oh my God, this is the best dental place in the world, best orthodontist in the world. This is where you need to take people, especially if you feel that way. And it's really, really silly that they screwed that up. But again, that's a common mistake that a lot of people make, a lot of small businesses make. And that's what we're trying to talk about here when it comes down to customer relations. It's so critical. Like you were saying, to put it at every play, at every part of your business. And then your job is to make sure that all those people are firing on all cylinders. Let's take our final word from our sponsors. When we come back, Zach and John, I want to get your final thoughts. The Hyper Pole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. 
pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. We're talking to Zach. We're talking to John. Zach's cracking up over there. I'm trying to figure out what he's cracking up at. Have you ever seen the share. bad lip reading videos? <laughs> 
Oh, dude, I love those. Those are the greatest in the world. Look, I totally just see you talking over there, and I'm probably doing my own bad lip reading. I was doing a commercial. I was, whatever, put on a show for Zach while you were dancing yeah, around. Yeah, he like was this into with it. Eyes closed. Like you were raving or something, like you're in a dance club or something like that. I don't know what you do during the ads, but you kind of, you get into it. Screen is black on my side, so I didn't get to see you. And obviously, I'm looking at Zach, and I'm like, He's on a break, so he turned off his camera. Why is he? So it just might be on my just side. Just laughing to myself. Yeah, I totally thought that you were like either playing on your phone or watching TikTok or something, and you're just cracking up at yourself over there. <laughs> so, Zach, let me get your final thoughts. So, John worked really hard this episode to try to make me and you cry to make us better with that. We said, give us feedback and he just went all out. <laughs> yeah. And I can't help but wonder if it's really Janie that's behind all of it, because according to John, he's just a puppet. <laughs> and we know who the real puppet master is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Dang, is, that Jack is good. Zach. Drop the, the mic out. <laughs> that a boy. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, he knocked that one out of the park, John. He did. Yeah, wow. Oh, Our boy Zach coming through damn. with the heat. <laughs> that was legit. That explains a lot of things, Zach. That might explain a lot of things <laughs> to ponder. <laughs> John, final thoughts. Yeah, I want to go back a little bit on the first thing I talked about and leave everybody with this. And it's homework. Is that that Janie is not your puppet master? Is that because that's the first thing you started with? So, no, that's true. The first point about customer relations, I guess that's where I want to get back to, not about me being a puppet or Mama's Pinocchio. I'm gonna try to fix it all right now and try to dig out again. <laughs> Here's a little bit of homework. It's not an easy thing to do. It depends on how many clients you have and how long you've been in business and stuff. But the longer you've been in business, the better understanding you'll get of it. And it's not quite as an aha moment when you're first starting. But if you can manage or if you can track these metrics and at the start, you will be enlightened and it will help you progress and see things in a completely different lens moving forward, which I believe in turn is going to increase those customer relations that you have. And it's going to make you much more profitable and a much more successful business. But we talked about transaction value and lifetime value. Go back. It's not very difficult. We all do our bookkeeping. Go back and get a total sum of revenue that you received from a certain, from a client by client and what their lifetime revenue is. Get that amount, and then you can even go a little bit further and divide it by month or divide it by, go by year, yearly, what one client is worth, and have your list of the value, the lifetime value of every customer, and then from there, take an average of it. So if you have 100 clients and X amount of dollars and one client's this or that, whatever, get that total amount and divide it by 100, and then now you'll come up with a dollar amount that you can comfortably say that every client that I acquire is worth this much annually to me. And you'll have an epiphany, I promise. And it'll open up your eyes and it'll either tell you, wow, you're going to see how much more money each client is, right? And how important that relationship is with them. And then take it even further from this too. And this is what you should do if you really want to get into the minutia of it. All is because with us, we're really big on word to mouth referrals. That's where we get the majority of, of our clients. 
you take that one client, whether it's Sue or Bob or Billy or Janet or whatever, whoever they are, and then you know that client that referred that other client. Now you got to take that dollar amount, right, and add it to that client and figure out, hey, look, because of this customer and independently and say it created that much more. And then it shows the importance of building this customer relation with each and every one of you. I mean, making it a priority in your business and how important it is and how lucrative it could be for your company being great at consumer or customer relations. So a little bit of homework for everybody. And if you have time and you're sitting at home, you get home early and you have a wild hair up your ass and right before you do bookkeeping or whatever, start accumulating those numbers and put them together. And I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised in what you come up with. And every time now a customer calls you on the phone or a potential client calls you on the phone, it's not just that. It's like, wow, this you could be worth average lifetime or yearly is eight thousand or ten thousand or seven thousand or two thousand or one thousand, opposed to just that diagnosis job or fixing a heater or doing whatever it may be. So that's all I want to say. Sorry, I'm over here having a great time on this chat feature over here, John. I can't see you, so I was having to go to the YouTube to be able to watch you talk because for some reason my screen is acting up over here, but we were having a field day on on your behalf over here. So glad I'm not involved in that chat. I don't get to see any of it, (laughs) so I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that has been told about me or that I got to miss, so... It's not that I'm not acknowledging it, guys. I just don't see it. So uh, forgive me. When I look distracted and I'm managing all the messaging and all that kind of stuff, but somebody said over here that that fire alarm is on overdrive today. And it's true. That beeping is coming a lot sooner and a lot quicker than what it used to be. The one beep. And then two minutes later, now it's about every, what, 45 seconds, Zach, it's coming back to beep. So Janie's back there just pressing the test button over and over. (laughs) Look, what's going to happen now, watch by next week, we're going to have a, I'm going to tell you how she slipped that in and got me to change the battery, <laughs> right? And how she did her puppeteer thing, <laughs> right? And go, this is how it went down. Um, well, Janie on next it'll week be like we're at Lowe's or Home Depot or at the store and she's all, oh, we got to pick up, oh, do we need nine volts? <laughs> oh, maybe we should pick up some nine volts. And I'm like, no, we don't need that. Oh, we should just have some just in case, you know what I mean? Or something like, something like that. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Or something. Or she sends me a video of, or she'll say like, oh my God, you believe what happened? We are sleeping all night and the kid's room caught on fire at this one house. And you know what I mean? And they have anything. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, what a shame. I'm so glad everybody was safe at least. You know what I mean? The fire alarm saved them. And me, I'm like, ah, okay. I can need to be a good fall. Oh, I better go do this. 11 That's o'clock. the type of stuff that she does. You know what I mean? She gets into my mind that way. And then she lets me feel like I'm the boss. And exactly. da, 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 when the reality is she got your and she's man. midnight. He's driving to the grocery store all happy. Going to get go get some AAA batteries or and it was or, his or idea. Bolt. And it was his idea, right? Oh, for sure. Or I magically walk down the hallway and all of a sudden there's a ladder already set up right there. So I don't have to go get it. It's just set up perfectly. And just there. She doesn't say anything. I'm like, oh, I don't have to go get the ladder out of the garage or okay, let me just get up there and do it real quick. Battery's just right there on the floor, right on the step. Makes it nice and easy. And then won't say anything after I get it done. She's like, oh my God, you fixed it. I don't hear the beep anymore. Such a good hubby, always maintaining You're all the things and guy, always taking yeah. care of, you know, months, I'm, I'm so, I'm so well, I'm so well taken care of. My husband always takes care of all the household yeah, exactly. things and we're safe yet eight exactly. years later, the, the thing's still beeping. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, we love you, bro. We love you. Yeah. So, anyways, Zach, John, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. By the way, next Wednesday on our Instagram live, we are going to be talking to Jared Schwab from Alpha West. Come and join us. Some great stuff. We're going to get an update on the industry. Zach, John, I hope that you guys have a great weekend. Lindsay over here. Today was fire. Thank you. Have a great day. Lindsay, you have a great weekend. Everybody on the chat that's watching live, have a great weekend. We'll catch you guys on the next side. Bye. See you guys later. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.